you know, a lot of folks, I think, in the insure tech world think that ins- insurance products are a commodity. Just find the product. It doesn't matter if it's GL or Umbrella or Workers Comp or DNO or Cyber. Just find the product that you know folks want that's, that they, they can see demand for, and then just the supply side will take care of itself. Um, and that you know nuance may be limited. Uh, I think the tr- reality of it is it's very that's very far from the truth. So I'm uh, pleased today to have Ben Grosser. He is the co-founder and chief insurance officer for Televi. Welcome, Ben. Yeah, nice to be here. It would be helpful if you could just, um, you know, let folks listening know a bit about your background and how it led to where you are today. I'm unique in the sense that I have, uh, I've been in commercial insurance, specifically financial and uh, management liability, uh, professional lines uh, throughout my career. I, uh, which is about 12 years now. And then I spent about the last five years uh, on the insure tech side. Uh, most of that with a company known as At Bay. I joined them uh, as employee two uh, back in early 2017 and was their head of insurance, uh, a head of underwriting specifically, and built out their insurance product, uh, underwriting methodology, et cetera. Was really proud of what we built there. Um, left after we had achieved a series B. And uh, since then I've been you know, trying to uh, f- figure out how to, to make uh, small business insurance throughput and digitization uh, uh, better and easier for all the different entities that are involved in the uh, supply chain distribution in commercial insurance. So if we if we take that last sentence where you kind of described Televi in a nutshell, maybe you could just expand on that and explain kind of where that fits you into the overall insure tech or, or broader insurance landscape. When, when, you look, when you think about insure tech um, in, in commercial, um, you know, a lot of that is focused in, in different areas historically. Um, a lot on the underwriting side in different lines, um, kind of revolutionizing, revolutionizing how uh, carriers or underwriters uh, underwrite risk and leverage data and automate processes, as well as some software providers throughout the supply chain. Um, one thing I really learned in, in the latter portion of my experience at At Bay was that with the ability that was coming to fruition of carriers, uh, or underwriters, um, regardless, um, but an MGA, MGU insurer, to underwrite uh, in a way which leverages data came with the ability to distribute in unique and novel ways. Um, for example, at Bay, we we stood up our our uh, first API a couple of years back, and and for at Bay and a lot of the tech team, it wasn't something that was revolutionary at all. It was just kind of the natural progression of how you trade, um, and, and let um, you know wholesalers or retailers or other folks that. Um, are in the supply chain and insurance, other entities, access your quoting capacity and underwriting capabilities digitally, machine to machine. APIs is really a new word in terms of how the supply side speaks to the demand side. And, and what I saw there was an opportunity um, to, to really vertically integrate the supply chain and basically go from the customer all the way through the retailer and wholesaler, if there is one, to the insurer and back from Lead, oper- lead identification and application all the way to bind in one digitally vertically integrated process. Um, we chose cyber as a starting point because uh, first and foremost, if you look at all the various uh, property and casualty products, um, not all have what I define as sufficient uh, 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 digital uh, supply. Um, to do our solution, we need multiple carriers that have API, production grade API stood up and who have the cap- uh, capability to, for a broker like ourselves to take that digital supply and then provide that front end throughput. Maybe we can elaborate on that point a bit. So how do you find the folks who actually have that capability? 
Um, is it just a lot of tire kicking? Um, a lot of the like less, you know, um, you know, quote unquote tech forward legacy players actually are tech forward or want to be tech forward and are actively working on that. And part of that, those strategies include um, building out the foundational capabilities, part of that being an API, uh, API trading uh, strategy so that they can compete and stay, uh, you know, stay market share leaders in the coming years, right, as uh, the digital transformation happens. But some of the really interesting conversations we're having are actually with legacy insurers who are maybe road mapping their API capabilities at the same time that we are building ours out, which aligns well. And we almost are viewed as like a guinea pig design partner for them, which we are happy to be. So going back to the point you made about sort of the, the different business lines that you thought were possibilities and then and then choosing cyber, talk about that a bit more and, and sort of what variables or what data points went into that and making that decision. So we started with, with where I kind of mentioned earlier, which is, okay, what do we know about the market as of about six months ago when we started the business, right? And we knew that, okay, from a product perspective, we need multiple carriers to offer uh, the product um, with stood up production grade uh, API capabilities, right? The reason we needed multiple carriers and still, still, still want that and still desire that for any product we do is because we think it's very, very important for us to be able to deliver whoever our demand side partner is a quote ratio, which they can trust. So really for us, that means 99% plus. The second thing we wanted to do was look at surplus lines were submitted and say in a perfect world, we would be able to offer an admitted product with that multiple carrier solution and that ability to offer 99% quote ratio. And then third and most, and this is what uh, the third category of things, which really made our decision very easy was just look at the product in the market where it is today and where it's gonna be in five years. And I think, you know, uh, anyone who follows commercial insurance and what's what's going on now and what's expected to happen has seen this amazing story with cyber. One, just in terms of uh, uh, market growth, just the ca the CAGR that's happened and what's going to happen or expected to happen by uh, many estimates of analyst estimates, um, but also the need for the, for the uh, customer, the business themselves. If you look at cyber attacks, the, 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 the increase in frequency and severity of claims is just outstanding. So there's a real need for the customers to have this. But more and more, we're seeing cyber actually fit those uh, first two buckets, which is kind of the fourth category of things, which is with, with more and more small businesses either being contractually required to carry cyber or trying to gain something like SOC 2 compliance, where cyber is a very, very highly recommended purchase for them. Um, we're seeing the, the catalyst within the small business segment really be m more there today than it was in the past uh, in terms of the requirements or potential requirement for, for the purchase, as well as just the risk of them getting hit with attack, which leads us to believe that the small business penetration, we estimated it's probably about only like 17% overall uh, right now in the micro small business segment. Uh, could really could really be uh, drive the the an increase in the overall cyber market probably from like eight million eight billion today to we, we estimate anywhere between twenty to twenty five billion in five years and a lot of that will be small businesses. So when you talk about embedded, are you talking about sort of you know making cyber kind of a a radio button? Well, the way we view embedded insurance is that it is for both of those uh, distribution channels that you mentioned. One retail agencies um i can't stress enough how important we think they are and will continue to be to uh the distribution of small business insurance uh cyber as well as the whole gamut of products right we want to empower those agencies 
with what you know with an embedded solution, which may not fit, fit the definition of embedded uh, that um, it kind of traditionally is thought of, which would be our second channel, which is what you mentioned. It's an inexperienced uh, white labeled solution within like a platform that small businesses might use. For example, maybe um, they they get security services and products from a provider or a vendor. You you know spend a number of years in traditional carriers and. Um, different roles, taking on additional responsibility, et cetera. And then you made the jump to be the number two employee at a startup. That would probably seem to be a pretty risky move to a lot of people. So how did, how did you make that, that decision? I think the really driving factor for me was kind of seeing what was happening in fintech, right? Which I, I understand, you know, insurance is a financial product, so it's kind of within that segment. But, yep. but, you know, other kind of fintech uh, technologies that kind of were starting to come to real fruition and just hearing at my desk, <laughs> working for Legacy Markets, the new InsurTech of the day. In the beginning of my career right out of college, everything was so new and, and challenging, which, which I really derive energy from. And it was the same thing all over again, getting into the InsurTech space. Um, and then you kind of take the next steps and then, you know, co-found something yourself. So... How about that move and making that decision? Kind of a no-brainer. Um, brokers uh, at the time with, with AppA, wholesale brokers saying, you know, how can we provide throughput of the AppA product or any product for that matter um, um, on our front end, which their front end was retailers and the retailers front end was customers. And one thing to, to the next, I really just kind of stood back and took a look at the whole picture. And I, and I, I really envisioned that, hey, the next cog in the supply chain to go is digitizing you know, the middleman. What aspects of, of what you learned working in legacy organizations versus what you learned, say, you know, at AtBay in a startup organization, have you brought to the way you're trying to shape Televi? Really finding folks that are excited about what we do, passionate about pushing the envelope, and also passionate about doing things that they may may not be the most exciting things, but are that are new to them, such as you know, sending this document to the IRS or or setting up this process, right? Just because it has to be done. Um, so that kind of, that was something that, that at Bay's founding team did did and does very very well, and that I learned from them, and it was really important. You know, a lot of folks I think in the insure tech world think that ins insurance products are a commodity, right? And that it may not, it, you know, just find the product. It doesn't matter if it's GL or Umbrella or Workers Comp or Dino or Cyber. Just find the product that you know folks want that's, that they they can see demand for. And then just the supply side will take care of itself um, and that, you know, nuance may be limited. Uh, I think the reality of it is it's very, that's very far from the truth, right? It's almost like I always use the comparison of, you know, that's like saying a doctor's a doctor and there's not really much of a difference between a dermatologist and um, a pediatrician, right? It's just, it's not the case. And is understanding the nuance from product to product. And then when, once you're within a product like cyber, um, really laser focusing at even more granularly at a specific market um, of, of you, of, of segmented, uh, customers, right? What do they do? What are their operations? What size are they? Where are they located? How do they interact and buy insurance? And then finding that sweet spot on the supply side where they, the supply side also provides a solution for those customers. Is there anything else that we didn't cover that you'd like, like to share on the podcast? No, we are, uh, pre pre commercial launch right now. Uh, that being said, we are live. Uh, so we are working with, you know, uh, interested retail agents. Um, as well as, um, you know, considering design mockups for, uh, you know, technology platforms with small business customers. 
uh, right now. So if anyone's interested, you know, definitely check out our website, uh, televy.com and, uh, you know, throw your email in there and, and we'll reach out to you and, and, you know, just have a chat. We'd love to, uh, to get your feedback and kind of be early partners. All right. Great. Well, it's Ben Grosser. He is the co-founder and chief insurance officer of Televi. And thanks again for joining us. Yeah. Thank you so much. Take care.